You are trying to make yourself be somewhere that you're not. Make yourself understand something that you don't have all the information to yet. Instead of just dropping and releasing the pressure to know right now and allowing yourself to just be and trust that the race that you're running, the thing that you are doing, you are in divine time, you're in divine order, and you're where you're supposed to be. What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. Let's talk about the courage to be where you are and run your own race. But I don't want this to just be a, I'm raw, raw telling you these things you need to do, right? Because the reality is it takes a lot a fucking courage to be where you are, be where your feet are planted and run your own race. And I don't think that we're talking about that enough. I think that so much of life has turned into tropes and sayings and little motivational snippets that we're starting to overgeneralize and oversimplify the fact that being human is fucking difficult. It doesn't matter how many people have done it before you. It doesn't matter where you come from, what language you speak, where you live, how much money you have, there are still going to be certain things that come with being spirit wrapped up in flesh, held up by bone. And this is a great time to talk about it because I am coming off of a, I don't know, seven month, six, seven month, really kind of hiatus. I don't even know that I'm 100% done, but I haven't posted. I haven't been on social media since the end of April. Then I went to Morocco for two months to host retreats and life has just been back to back to back literally probably since the moment that I stepped on the plane to leave. And I had, you know, all of these plans for what I was going to do and how I was going to post and I'm going to share this and I'm doing everything in the moment. And clearly I got there and God had other plans because it was not feasible. It was not sustainable. The trip ended up not meeting my expectations in different ways that I've actually talked about a little bit in a newsletter we'll be talking about. And the trip was a lot. And also, again, kind of it just went in ways that I didn't expect it to go for me more like business-wise and things that I had planned and things that I was wanting to do. And coming back, I had to come back and just kind of take a moment to like recalibrate and Once I got back in July, and then a couple weeks after that, my mother had a near fatal medical emergency, and that was almost two weeks in the hospital. And then after that, she was home for a couple weeks, and then her kitchen floor flooded, and that became a whole thing. So, still managing all these different components and 
there's just been things back to back to back to back to the point that I am in California and was only planning on being here for a couple of weeks. And it's been much longer than that at this point. So the bottom line is life happens, right? And I woke up this morning just thinking about, you know, just the last couple of months and how things were coming at me so quickly. It was absolutely throwing my nervous system off, but I was really needing to like ground in the moment and take some time and you know, it would be nice to be online and be communicating with people. But the fact of the matter is I'm a real person with a real life and I only have but so much capacity. And there were also things I was trying to understand and make sense of. And I can't do that in the moment. Like I need to go into my cave and hermit and be able to just be alone and meditate and hear from God and allow whatever clarity is coming from the situations I'm in to arise so that I know how to orient myself. And I have something to share because if, if like, I'm not just going to be out here complaining about things and rolling around on the ground, that's not my more power to you. If it's your thing, it's not my thing. My goal and my intent is always to like be able to share my life and things, the lessons from it so that you can take something and find some gold in the grain for you too. And so in order for me to find gold and God in the grain, I need to take a step back and to be able to let things settle where they may. And what does that require? It requires being where you are, which can be real, really difficult. Because again, when you've got these like conflicting narratives, I'm running a business, I need to be online, but you're in Morocco when you're running a retreat and this is the time to be posting every day and you got to do it in real time. And then you need to do this, but then it's been two, three months, then you've been far away. You need to email people. People haven't been in touch with you. You need to go out and go eat and have lunch with friends and do all these other things. And it's just like, at some point, you have to really have the like clarity and discernment to be able to just stop and be where your feet are. And I was just telling my therapist like two weeks ago, you know, my constant prayer, I've been saying this to a couple of people, but my prayer during the season has been like, God, keep my feet to the ground, keep my feet to the floor. And at one point she was like, well, that's interesting that, you know, you would be praying for God to keep your feet to the floor. Normally you would be asking God to lift your chin, to lift your head, to be able to see the horizon. And, you know, I was explaining that like, no, for me, the mountain can become so big and it's like where I am now, I don't even see I don't have an idea because I'm so detail-oriented. I have no idea how I'm going to get there from here. And so looking and focusing on the mountain actually causes me more anxiety because I start trying to plan what I think I need to do to get there, right? Because that really is what we are taught in this day and age. Figure out where you want to be and then reverse engineer to get there. And I think that works really great for some people. And there are a contingent of people including myself, for whom that doesn't work. And I would actually argue that like people who um, are like deeply spiritual or deeply believe in God in whatever capacity, this has always been my argument of like, yeah, people are telling you to make five-year plans and 10-year plans. But the bottom line is like, where do we leave room for God to show us something and take us a place that we didn't know we wanted to go? But then we find out that that's actually where we wanted to be all along. Or where do we leave room for God to show us this thing that we didn't even know that we wanted? You know what I mean? And I always say that about the trip specifically. The first trip I went on 
alone to Turkey was like, oh, by me doing that, God ended up showing me a life and showing me desires that I actually didn't even realize were in my soul. And that can become the danger of being too focused on setting these one-year, five-year, 10-year plans that you're reverse engineering and you're just so focused on doing this thing that you're not leaving room for miracles and wonder and reassignment, which is such a good word, right? Being able to allow yourself to be reassigned and trusting that even in the chaos, which the last seven months for me have been for sure. And like, I'm in the middle of the pool. I know I'm in a pool, right? I know it's a container. I don't feel like I'm in an ocean. And yet also I'm not at the edge. I don't have anything to grab onto. So it just felt like a pot of a whole bunch of shit. And instead of trying to force myself to make sense of it, really just trying to be where I was, which is like the acceptance and allowing that you're in the middle of the pool right now. And one thing we know, if you look back at your history, Deka, whether that's through the journaling that you've done over the decades, whether that's just through things that you can recall from your own memory, what we know is that you will not be here forever. And yet we also don't know how long you're going to be here, right? And we don't know where this thing is taking you to. Like I said, it's been a, in many ways, kind of, it's been, I'll say tumultuous. I was going to say rough, but I feel like tumultuous is a better word. A tumultuous, emotionally tumultuous for sure, last couple of months. And then of course you combine that with the fact that there's still some grieving going on from the relationship. And so it's just been a lot. And things are turning directions. I'm feeling like, you know, really good. And woke up this morning just thinking about, we don't talk enough about the courage it takes to be where you are, especially when you're in the midst of shit that doesn't make sense, right? And the reality is, if you are going to run your own race, you are going to need to be in the, what I like to call like the isness of life. That's something else I'm always telling my therapist. I was like, you know, it's just, I'm just in the isness of it. And she's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, what is? It, it is being in the what is, and none of this shit is logical, and none of it makes sense. And I can't assign it or categorize it to any of my normal categories and think like, it's just not making sense because I'm still in it. Most of the time, our lives and the connections and the threads don't actually pop up until we get to the other side of the thing. And we're able to look back and see, oh, this had to happen for this to happen because this was connected to this. And all the while, I didn't know that this was going to happen. But when I was in the middle of that shit, it felt like chaos. It felt like a lack of clarity. I felt like I had no goals, no directions, whatever it is. And I know I am preaching to the choir because what I know about being human is that we are all experiencing the same thing in different ways, right? Like, Maybe the specific situations are different for you. Maybe the time in which it's happened is different for you. But I know because I always say like, God is no respecter of person. So it's not just happening to me. That would mean that God is doing something for me that it's not doing for anybody else. And that's just not something that I believe. So if it's happening with me, I know that it's happening with you too. And I wanted to take a minute to just remind you like it takes courage to run your own race and not just the trope shit, not just the Twitter and Instagram nine slide motivational rah-rah. I'm talking about the type that you got to put on 
not even your good, uh, what are they? Wellington boots? What are those boots that, um, God, I have a pair of them at home and can't even think of what they're called. The little black rain boots, whatever they are, for, hunter boots, that's what they're called. The forest green ones. You got to put on your hunter boots and wade in the shit. You're not even putting on your hunter boots. You're putting on your, I normally take Walmart boots and I'll like conjugate the name like Birkenstocks. I'll make them Walkenstocks, but I don't know how to do that for hunter. So we'll just keep going. But basically you're putting on the Walmart version of your hunter boots so that you can just wade in the shit. And I totally get that when we're in it, that's not always the time to talk about it because again, it doesn't make sense. You don't really have anything to offer anybody else except a bunch of chaos that you're throwing out on the table. But when you get through it, I do think it's super imperative to be able to come back and like tell people about where you've been, tell them about what's been going on and remind them like this too shall pass. If you are in the summer season of your life where everything is great, you're living high on the hog, you're at a 10, you're looking good, feeling good, like sun is shining on your face. That is amazing. And we love that for you. And that's so important. And also this too shall pass. And on the flip side, if you are in the winter season of your life, maybe you're in the, the fall or you're in the winter where things are starting to die off, things are starting to close down. That's kind of that autumn fall when leaves are falling, but maybe you're in the winter where shit is dead, it's dormant, everything is underground, it's quiet, it looks like nothing is moving in the air this too shall pass. What we also know about that season is things are always in motion, always, 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 even when it doesn't look like it on the surface. And yet it takes courage to stay there because when we think about seasons, like in the natural world, winter is three months long, summer is three months long, uh, autumn is three months long, and spring is three months long. And that's great. And we can, outside of global warming, we're pushing the bounds of that a little bit here, but we can pretty much count on the fact that we know how long that season is going to last. But of course, as humans, winter can be a long fucking time. It could be three months. It could be three years. And listen, if I had a tambourine, I would have just testified when I said three years because I have been in a winter for a while now, really in ways since 2020. So it's been a winter season of my life and you don't know how long it is going to take. You don't know how long you're going to be there. And yet what we do know is this too shall pass. And so when I think about running your race, one of the things I've been doing a lot of, and I've always been into like growing up, my mother was into astrology. So I've always been into astrology, things of that nature. But over the last, I don't know, five years or so have been into human design and gene keys. And so in these last seven months, well, I'd probably even say 10 months last year or whatever, um, particularly really doing a deep dive into astrology and gene keys and human design. And I want to talk about these esoteric systems of study in connection with being where you are and running your own race, because I think they're really important. Like the more study and learning that I do, and again, this is just like enrichment for me. I'm really fascinated by it. But what I do believe is when you've got these systems, particularly like astrology, that is an ancient system that predates religion, and you can go back to different civilizations and things, and you can see where people were depending on the planets and the rotations and transits for things. At some point, you have to start to wonder, there has got to be some truth to some of this stuff. And yet the thing that I love about astrology too is, it's also a contemplation in a lot of ways. Like it's not just about your sun sign. There's so much to dig into it. And I don't think 
you have to do it on your own. But I would actually, part of this might even be me making the case if you are looking for some support in figuring out your race and running it, if astrology feels like something that you're into or something that you want to know about, open yourself up to get a reading. And of course, you know, the thing for me is I get lots of readings from lots of people because people's interpretation changes. You know what I mean? You can have a whole bunch of people reading, for instance, the Bible. I don't know why that came to me, but it did. And somebody's got a very literal, very simple, very overgeneralized, very toxic interpretation of it. And then you've got somebody else like a, who I love, Rob Bell, who has such a breadth and expanse of knowledge about the deeper systems and languages and theories and histories that are undergirding the things that are happening. His interpretation is completely different than what other people say, right? So it's very much the same thing with astrology. And so as I have been like digging deeper into my own chart, it's been really fascinating to be able to look at my natal chart and to be able to see certain energies that I came here with. And I'm looking and thinking, oh, I thought this was just me being weird. Or I thought this was just, you know, me having a problem with something. Or, oh, I thought this was just because of the environment that I grew up in. And I can see like, yeah, it might be nurture, but it's also actually nature. And so some of these things, particularly when you're, and this is like super advanced, but particularly when you start getting into things like yearly solar returns, which are telling you like what's kind of going to be happening for you. It's from your birthday. And so it's kind of telling you what's going to be happening for you in this year more acutely. And then you've got things like progressions, which really just talk about the arc of your life. And what I love about progressions is what it's really telling you is kind of the overall theme and story of your life, things that are going to be happening, energies you're going to be coming into play with. And listen, it is going to look like a million different things for each of us. This is also why I love it, because you're not getting a literal answer. It's not happening. And of course, it's very like, sometimes I'll read shit and I will crack up laughing. I'm like, this is so like God to be like, yeah, I can tell you what themes and energies are here, but I'm not about to tell you what's going to happen to you on Tuesday. This is the point of you having a body and being here. You have to go live and learn and meet the thing. I'm not about to spell it all out for you. But then yet I have left you with these tools that if you know how to use them and you're paying attention, you can see whether this is actually a season for you building your business or a season that you need to be focused on relationship. And with that example specifically, that's something that I've been thinking about of like, so often, again, because you have decided in your human body that you want a relationship and you're tired of being alone. So this is the thing that you keep trying to push and press and do. And it's like, actually, this is the season for you to get educated. This is the season for you to learn about your craft. This is the season for you to build your business or become a better employee or really dig into volunteer work. This is not the season for you to be trying to focus on a relationship and yet you don't care and you're trying to press it and what is happening as a result you're meeting bobo the clown you're getting involved in shit you don't have any business being involved in it's toxic it's draining or maybe it's not even that extreme maybe it's just like i'm here and ah, it ain't doing it for me whatever it's supposed to be doing this ain't it right and so again i think this is what happens when it's like how do we develop the courage to pay attention to where we are and to not fight against the flow of where we are. 
So fighting against the flow of where I was would have been getting to Morocco. And even though I know that like I'm energetically tapped out, I've got some guests that are not the type of guests that I would like to be around in an intimate environment like that. And thinking about, okay, do I try to keep pushing forward because I made a plan that I was going to post every single day and take everybody through everything that's going on? Or do I just surrender to the moment and what is happening here and allow myself to be 100% here? And I think one of the biggest things is we try too hard to make sense of the story while we are still in the middle of the thing. And that is something that I think is so incredibly dangerous to our development, to our self-esteem, and to our self-worth. Incredibly. Because we're trying to make sense of something that we don't actually fully understand. And so again, this is pushing yourself to be somewhere that you're not. You don't have all the answers, Sway. Although, pause, we have just realized that Sway did in fact have the answers back then. Kanye himself has said it. Sway did, in fact, have the answers, but for the sake of vernacular, <laughs> you ain't got the answers, Sway. So it's like this, again, is another example of you are trying to make yourself be somewhere that you're not. Make yourself understand something that you don't have all the information to yet instead of just dropping and releasing the pressure to know right now and allowing yourself to just be and trust that the race that you're running, the thing that you are doing, you are in divine time, you're in divine order, and you're where you're supposed to be. And of course, when I say race that you're running, I'm not talking about against another human because I don't believe that we're running races against other people. I just think it's ourself, our, our soul growth, our own worth. But yeah, when we try to not be where we are is how we create even more struggle for ourselves. And then yet we are left with like, you know, where I am right now and what I'm doing. And I don't know when it's going to end. And I don't know when I'm going to be back home. And I don't know how all of the different pieces of the puzzle are going to come together. But one thing that I continuously say and I trust is that I am a thousand percent sure that there is nowhere else right now that I am supposed to be. And while I might feel like, oh my God, I'm getting behind in my business or, oh my God, I want to do this thing and I feel like I should be focusing on that or this is the time for me to record all these podcasts. It wasn't the time for me to record a bunch of podcasts. There were some things that I recorded and banked and I didn't even have the energy to get it edited. And here's the gag. I don't edit my own podcast. I have somebody do it for me. So, but yet I didn't have the energy to do that either. And it's like, how do we develop the courage to know that that is okay, that where we are is okay? And I think one thing that's really crucial to that is being clear about what it is that you were here to do, what the arc of your life is, what the story is. And that's where I think these things like astrology, gene keys, human design can really help. Again, they're not going to tell you whether to turn left or right. They're not going to tell you what's going to happen on Wednesday or Thursday. I think it gets watered down into pop human design and pop astrology where people are telling you, oh, in the next 24 hours, this is going to happen. I don't necessarily believe in that. But I do believe that like, you're going to be encountering some resistance in this area, right? And you're going to be encountering flow here. And this is where you're going to be in a season of really great ideas. And if we can trust that that is actually leading us to where we're supposed to go, 
not only will we get there faster, but this is most important, we will feel a million times better in the process. You know, there is no part of me that knew that what has gone down this year would go down. There is nothing I could have prepared for it. And again, the deep, deep, deep sense of peace that I feel about where I am and what I'm doing is wild to me. And it's wild just in terms of like, this wasn't my plan. And I wanted to do all these things and have this done. And I just dropped the 2023 retreat dates and I wanted to do it months ago. And it's like, right, you, Deka, the human, based upon what people have told you about marketing and all these other things, you wanted to do it months ago. But God has said, that's not what I needed you to do. And it doesn't have to happen that way. And if you can let go of what you think you need to do and where you think you need to go and allow me to show you something different, I can actually get you to that end point that much faster. So I always want to, you know, just remind you that like it takes courage. And if you are in a place where you're just like, am I fucking crazy or like what is happening here? I don't know that this is supposed to feel this way or be this way or, you know, how long am I going to be here? You're not crazy for wondering any of that stuff. And number two, we're all going through it in different ways. Some people do not have the courage to be honest about it. Some people are not transparent about what they are going through and how and whether it's a dark night of the soul or whether it's just a moment, they're just not very forthcoming with that. So it can make you feel like you are alone, which is why for me, it's so important to like, you know, as much as I can shout it from the rooftops where I've been, what I'm going through, what I've been experiencing, because I know what it's like to sit there and be like, I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, am I the only person that sees these things are a problem? Am I the only person that this shit ain't adding up for? Am I the only person that's thinking, I don't think this is supposed to feel like this. I don't think this is supposed to be like this. And because I have been there in those moments, I always want anybody who is within a stone's throw of my voice to know like, no, you're not crazy. I have been there. I know it. I've thought it. I've felt it. I still feel it now in different ways. And it takes courage to be able to like, not just look at the mountain, but to be able to guide your eyes down to your feet. And in these moments where you're not clear what's going on, to just focus on the next right step. And that is the purpose of me praying like, God, keep my eyes to the ground. Because looking at the mountain will actually distract me. Looking at the big prize, looking at the goal is actually going to throw me off. And it's going to make me start trying to finagle and try to put pieces together to do what I think needs to be done to get there versus looking at my feet and realizing, actually, the next thing that I need to do is get up and wash my face and make some breakfast. And that will be enough until I get done eating. And then I'll get my next assignment. That shit right there takes fucking courage. I don't know if the show still comes on CBS. I think it was called The Amazing Race that I used to love. But it's like, listen, this is the humanity of the amazing. Humanity is essentially an amazing race, right? So you get to the first stop in Sri Lanka and they're like, don't ask me what's coming after Sri Lanka. When you get to Sri Lanka, you will go and find the little card and the little card will give you your next task and you will go to do it from there. It is a living, breathing, human scavenger hunt. This is what we are doing. And when you are living a scavenger hunt life, which we all are, you can either, again, try to plot where you want to go and put all your effort behind making that thing happen, or you can do the courageous thing, the thing that I think makes for a really beautiful, 
fascinating, adventurous story. And that is to focus on the next right step, focus on the next place you need to be, and then develop the trust muscle to know that like your soul is guiding you and pushing you to where you ultimately want to be in the end. And that that is enough. But again, I never want to under-articulate the amount of fucking balls it takes to be able to do this. So if you guys feel so pulled, I will probably drop a few resources in the show notes of this episode of astrologers and human design and gene keys people that I love. I hate to even start naming names because I'm sure I'll forget some, but off the top, I know I love Woman of the Womb. She doesn't offer things publicly very often. She's on Instagram. That is her handle. I love Cassandra Finley. I think, is it Cassandra or Cassandra? One of those. But I love her, which is funny. I should know that. At Wildest Dreams Collective. I love, um, oh God, there are so many people. This is C, and this is why I didn't want to start naming names. I'm going to drop them in the show notes so I do not forget the people that I love. But if you feel so pulled to dive into astrology or gene keys or human design, you absolutely should do it. Alice Sparkly Cat is somebody else who comes to mind in terms of astrology, speaking specifically of that. And um, Umi Genevieve, Jean-Viev, I'm not sure how she pronounces her last name, but she's also on Instagram. So, so good. So yeah, those are some people that I recommend. If you're like me and you're a researcher and you want to kind of understand and know the things on your own dig into them. If not, you can also get readings and allow them to read and interpret some of the information, offer it to you. You sit on it and kind of synthesize how it makes sense with your own story and with your own arc. But it really is so good. And no matter which way you go, if you get the readings and want to know the arc or you want to live it, it takes a lot of courage. Don't ever, ever, ever think that it doesn't. All right. Talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you love what you heard and you want to hear more, please be sure to not only follow the podcast, but also to leave a rating and review. Listen, ratings and reviews are super important because they help spread the word about the podcast so other people like you can be served by this great content. Plus, your support and feedback actually help me to continue talking about the topics and ideas you love. So if you want to connect further, you can find me on Instagram at Baker Robinson. Feel free to send me a DM and tell me what you loved about this episode. I seriously love hearing from you. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.